He'll come back for the second. India have won the test match. India have won the series. They're going to get back for two. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the 81 All Out podcast. This is Siddhartha Vaidyanathan at Sibbi on Twitter. And uh, today we have a full house, uh, 81 All Out uh, regulars, as well as the eagerly anticipated return of uh, Kartikeya Date at Cricketing View on Twitter. So uh, all of us here to talk about the uh, England's victory against India in Headingley. Uh, it was a comprehensive win by an innings and 76 runs, which means the series now stands at 1-1 with two games to play. Um, all set up, as they say. So, welcome to the show, guys. Uh, Mahesh, who is at Cornered, Ashoka, who is at AB Van. And uh, as I said, long awaited. Hi, Kartikeya. Many people have been wondering where you've been. Welcome back. Ah, Thank you. Thank you. It's so nice to be back. Hello. Uh, we have to inform people that Karthike is here against our wishes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 of course, like, of course. I feel like Ashwin now, uh, you know, and then Karthike is like the Kohli. Everybody seems yes. to be just like focused on him and I'm like, nobody's bothered about the fact that I'm... <laughs> I mean, uh, it's no coincidence that I come from Chennai as well. So it's probably got to do with something. Listen, uh, Mahesh, yours and Ashoka's job here is to do the Kutti story. Karthikeya can actually play the game of the podcast, okay? <laughs> He's a captain. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. What so, have you guys been doing while I was away, man? <laughs> exactly. We've been talking fluff as usual, as you know. I mean, ultimately, we the game is about fluff, right? Everything else, all your line length, control and all can... I mean, that's all like additional. That is true, you know... What one ball is someone is flinging, someone's swinging a bat, it has no meaning. No. Yeah, I mean, you have to find the meaning in it. That is the beauty. It has a lot of meaning, but you don't find the meaning in it. You're just saying, ball is bold, batsman misses, what to do. No, no, no. We are looking at it at a much larger picture. So, coming to that, though, the larger picture, um, it was quite a turnaround after Lords. I mean, uh, India pulled off quite a uh, dramatic win on the final day there and then go to Headingley, uh, win the toss and bat first and then they were unfortunately 78 all out. I mean, as you know, we at 81 all out are uh, very disappointed with this uh, turn of events. I mean, three more runs, man. I mean, is that too much to ask for? For some guy to just come and get a nick and get like three more runs. No, we would it's, have got, not like... some, it's not our fault. <laughs> It's not our fault. It's that Hasib Hamid's fault, man. I, that whole test match I've been watching, that guy rushed, chasing after balls in that you know weird style of his and then diving desperately on the boundary to show off to like Silverwood or whatever that guy's name is, how much he cares about <laughs> like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. He stopped, he stopped like quite a few fours, correct? Yeah, he, he, he had quietly let three fours go. It would have been 81 all out. Perfect. Yeah, then then we could have, uh, so much could have been done for this podcast. But okay, 78. In fact, somebody even started a Twitter handle at 78 all out, I think. So, uh, who knows, that might that might become a number to remember at some stage. 
But uh, yeah, anyway, um, Ashoka, you can start with the important stuff before we get to all the other uh, useless uh, stuff, right? Useless yeah. things like line length and all. But that. Uh, yes. but should we let me be serious? I mean, there was like if you observe closely, observe this test match, you could see great bowling, beautiful batting, competent slip fielding. All this you can observe if you are an England cricket fan. But I am not one, so this has been a terrible cricket match for me, and I am like heartbroken. for three reasons right like the first reason is uh it's now three test matches done out of a five test match series like 60% of it is done and we still haven't seen ashwin in a so in a playing in a match so i know what you guys are going to say but i actually went and checked uh, with lawyers and uh, the law apparently it is a criminal offense to not have ashwin in the 11 so someone needs to get arrested in fact everyone needs to get arrested but we have not seen any of that happen so that is first disappointment secondly 78 all out okay right what was happening i mean uh, we say that is an aberration but now we have seen 36 all out like in two series ago now 78 all out it doesn't look like aberration it is looking like regulation right now like every other series we are collapsing so something's gone wrong and that something is batting so immediate investigation into that and third thing i mean this guy kohli i don't know what is happening with him man he wins toss like now that is an aberration him winning a toss is an aberration but after winning toss he he looks at the pitch he sees the clouds and then he says okay i have a great batting i'll go back today what is this nonsense sitting at home i can see you know i with my infinite cricket wisdom can see immediately we have to bowl first and once we were like 78 all out i was like see this is why we could have actually won this test within 3 days so so all this these are three prime reasons that i think need to be discussed nationwide among every street but i don't know ashoka. i mean uh, <laughs> ashoka one one point though uh, kohli has lost only two tests after he has won the toss one is adelaide one is here other than that whenever he has won the toss india has either won the match or drawn the match that is yeah, a but, fact No. <laughs> no this is convenient when he keep, keep losing the toss not only he keeps losing the toss and then you on top of it you are saying when he wins the toss he wins the games come on what <laughs> come on again you are talking something that i do not approve of why are you talking facts did i, I mean <laughs> who's asking for facts please when we are talking about feelings let's talk about feelings which is most important these days and the feeling was once you win the toss under a cloudy sky in which the ball is swinging like what 2 degrees it looked like 45 degrees Uh, this guy is going and batting and first of all only two batsmen in our team work the rest don't work that two batsmen also went out that's it 78 all out it was i mean so obvious that by the day one end of day one 78 all out and 120 for no loss match was over there only but and, yeah and that one batsman who was working got out to a pull shot again just note noting yeah and this was the most ridiculous so it's something like that one particular batsman whom we will not name someone must have gone and told him keep playing pull shots because he's getting out to even ridiculous pull shots these days <laughs> like he got caught in mid on man with a pull shot who gets caught like that i mean oli robinson did get caught like that in the first test i think or second test i think but that is the comparison that no, we but, need but, to make but but i think that's also kohli's fault you know you remember when pujara was uh, getting out trying to score a shot they said oh, he's putting so much pressure on him to score that's why he's getting out i think it's the opposite with rohit sharma they don't let him be you know they just say you are a great player of pull shot you got to play the pull shot you can you are someone who can change the game in a session so i think uh, the, it's is clearly kohli's fault just like uh, pujara 
often gets told that he needs to show intent. I think Rohit needs to be told that he needs to show no intent. Rohit needs the no intent mode, basically. In fact, he needs to be content, not intent. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, yes. Uh, Kartikeya, you want to state some facts here? <laughs> oh, no. Don't do this. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm still trying to process everything Ashoka pointed out. You know, some of the things I'd never thought of. Uh, but what? I mean, I don't know. It's, what, I mean, it's unremarkable. They won the toss, batted first, got caught on a seeming track, got bowled out for 78, track eased out. You know, Joe Root is in the tremendous form and, you know, England made 400 or nearly 430. And then, you know, the wicket was still playing well. But one thing, one thing I did think over the last three tests is that England's bowlers uh, are more used to bowling in England. You know, they, they like, for instance, uh, on the, on the last fourth morning with the second new ball, they had to find a different length for that wicket and they found it. And India's bowlers also have to do that. You know, they have to also keep finding lengths to bowl. Uh, and it takes them a little longer because they have a little less experience of bowling in England than, you know, Ollie Robinson and James Anderson and Overton and all these people. Uh, and, you know, trying to find that length, you know, it costs a few runs. You know. And then also, also when India first started bowling in the first innings, it seemed quite uncharacteristic that, you know, they seem to be chasing wickets everywhere rather than, you know, trying to get a wicket in one place, you know, which sort of gives the bowling side a little bit of control over proceedings. You know, they were bowling every kind of attacking ball and conceding every kind of run. England did that as well in the start of the third innings. You know, they attacked a lot. They bowled, they started bowling straight quite a bit. And, you know, Cheteshwar Pujara got like three leg stump half volleys in 13 balls after getting only two in the previous two series. Uh, you know, in the entire Australian series and the the World Test Championship final, he got a total of two balls on outside the leg stump, uh, half volleys outside the leg stump to hit for four. And in this innings, he got three in his first 13 balls and he hit all three for four, I think. Actually, I think he's hit all five for four. So, you know, that sort of thing can happen. But, you know, England had runs to play with by then and they could afford to... You know, they could afford to have a bad session with the ball, whereas, you know, India didn't. So, yeah, I mean, it, I mean it's not, it's not, I mean, I, it's a good test match. Ollie Robinson's bowling was fantastic. I mean, he's really a find for them. Uh, you know, it was, you know, the, the way to put it, I think, would be that it was a good toss for Joe Root to lose, you know, which is ironic given that I think the statistic is that. Kohli has won the toss only twice in 12 tests with Joe Root. Or some, or 12, 12, 2 out of 12 tosses with Joe Root. And one of the two is a good toss for Joe Root to lose. So, you know, poor guy. Uh, Mahesh, overall impressions and um, yeah, general thoughts about the test. No, uh, so, I mean, before we go there, in terms of the bowlers thing, I think we, we kind of highlighted that in the last uh, re uh, review of the Lord's test that we did, you know. As exciting as it is to see these fast bowlers perform here, at the end of the day, uh, for these conditions, even if England has lesser bowlers overall, 
uh, they will have better bowlers for those conditions. And and that's always going to be the case, you know, like an Akshar Patel in, in Ahmedabad is going to be more potent than a lot of the world-class spinners around the world. I mean, Karthik has, has always mentioned this, right? At the end of the day, home pitches are made for home bowlers. And home bowlers, not just the frontline four bowlers, you know, they have an assembly line of bowlers who could come and do this, right? So even if they didn't have Ollie Robinson, it's quite likely that somebody else could have come and outbowled uh, Shami and Bumrah in these conditions. That, that's one factor that we've always got to factor in. The other one is, is that, you know, when, uh, see, you can agree or disagree with Kohli, but at the end of the day, he's playing five batsmen. He's playing four fast bowlers. Now, that's a high-risk approach. You, you know, some, of, some people want to consider that defensive or whatever. And that high-risk approach is going to kind of, you know, expose the team on one odd test. And, and that, this was a perfect test, right? He won a, a, a very indifferent toss. You know, he won a toss that, that I like, like, you know, Root would have considered a good toss to lose. And then he chose to bat. Now, once you get all out for less than 80, there's not much even a great bowling attack can do. And, and you know, it's a risk that, that, that should have been prized in. Like, you know, going into the series, would you expect India to lose a test at Leeds? I would say yes. Would you expect them to miss the six batsmen at some stage through the series? Yes. Would you expect the four-man bowling attack for fast bowlers of India to be uh, less than uh, effective or less than as effective as the English uh, counterparts were? Of course, yes. Probably, you know, all of them came together in this test. But none of them seemed outrageous to me. I mean, this was very much within the realm of modelable sort of variables as, as we went into the series. Yeah, that's true. But it's also that, you know, everybody's always saying, well, we need more batting. But the point is, if you have, if India takes more batting, then it means weakening the bowling. And if you weaken the bowling, then, you know, Kohli is basically right that if you don't have bowling, you're basically playing for only two results. You know, one is a loss and the other is a draw. You're not going to win a test match without bowling. So the way to build a competitive test team is to find, first of all, what you need to take 20 wickets. And... That is admittedly a foreign way of thinking for, you know, the way at least the newspapers I read when I was growing up, the way they discuss cricket. You know, there's always been a bias towards respectability over competitiveness when India played test cricket. You know, we always want a respectable score. You know, we always want, we would always prefer 300 all out with the bat, even if it means conceding 400 all out to the opposition, you know, instead of 250 all out, you know, if, the extra bowling gets you a chance of bowling them out for 300, you know. So, from a competitive standpoint, Kohli's logic is watertight. I mean, he's obviously right. You know, if you want to win a test match, you need bowling. And, and you know, you don't, you need enough batting. But first, you need bowling. You have to take 20 wickets. And he's right that four fast bowlers, if you have these four fast bowlers, you play them. If you're not going to play them in these three grounds, in England, where are you going to play them? You're not going. To, I mean, this. I don't. I mean, the the choices India are making are compared to the choices India used to make. They are radical, but compared to the choices that are dictated by what they have available and what the conditions offer, they are entirely reasonable. And what else are they supposed to do? You know, play what? Play two spinners. I mean, they did play two spinners in the World Test World Championship final. You know, and it didn't work. You know, they, they, they always ended up having to bring the spinner on second change, you know, which is basically within the first 20 overs of the innings. That's not, that's not on. You know, Ashwin is a great bowler, but let's face it, you know, in these conditions, Ishan Sharma is a better bowler than Ashwin. Is Shardul Thakur a better, better bowler? That's the question. 
and everybody that's okay i am now ashoka is going to yell at me because i say no but because you know of hey he got joru to lbw man he got okay, Ash- ashwin is an interesting question i think in in a way kohli is 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 blessed that he's got jadeja right i mean he, who's who's batting so well and who's more than a more than a handy fifth uh, bowler so in a way it's not like your uh, your stuart benny kind of selection right where where you're compensating on both in order to give you half a resource on both so in a way it's not that so i don't think playing five five bowlers in itself is being questioned as such but it's the choice of four even the five bowlers logic i mean i'm not talking so much about kohli here but kartikeya is someone who's who's a big proponent of this one sort of counter question i had to ask you is this right uh, i agree with this premise of picking the team on the on the basis of uh, you know resources for getting 20 wickets uh, all of us agree that this is a bowling era is it fair to say that that there's a greater uh, uh, or there's a stronger case to be made to play five bowlers in a in a more of a batting era than a bowling era like if you can't if you have great bowlers and you have better pitches isn't this the time for you to back your four bowlers to do the job i'm not particularly talking about india i'm just saying in general the theory that you that you have well i mean a batting era suggests that you know bowling attacks are not that deep so it's unlikely that teams will have five bowlers good enough to take wickets you know the idea is not to play five bowlers the idea is to play five wicket takers you know and to have at least four wicket takers and a fifth one to relieve them you know so because if you look at the lords test the fifth day with four bowlers i don't think india would have bowled out england uh, on the fifth day in 50 overs you know because they had you know siraj coming and taking uh, breaking stands and they had ishan sharma breaking stands then they had uh, jaspreet bumrah breaking stands in the beginning they have they had mohammad shami taking wickets you know you need to have that constant threat i mean the, the see if you bowl 80 overs in a day and if you know if you have only two good bowlers then 40 of those overs are not going to pose any threat you know they are conceding those overs to the opposition this is not obvious but it is significant you know it's it's the same as you know having an having a batting lineup with you know one great batsman and five average batsmen you know where you know there are five walking wickets and one great batsman what is a one great batsman going to do he's not going to play all the time and with the bowling it's even worse you know because uh, the batsman can at least you know bat from one end and until the player gets out is they're still there the only the other end is available but the bowler cannot just bowl from one end all day you know it's a huge effort especially fast bowling so you have to have bowling depth you know you cannot compete with england in england if you are only realistically chasing wickets in half the overs you bowl you know this is not imp- it's just not possible and you are not going to have the ability to chase wickets in you know 80 or 90% of your overs unless you have four really wicket taking bowlers and you know jadeja and ashwin as good as they are they are not going to be you know wicket taking front line wicket taking threats on the first second and third day of a test match in england uh, in especially in these three grounds you know i mean they're just not you know the, the, there's nothing in the wicket for them there's no, no help it's like james anderson bowling in india okay i mean he takes two or three wickets in a match but i mean he's not really a mainstay you know you know he, he cannot compete with ashwin in india you know ashwin is going to bowl 30 overs in a day and take seven or eight wickets in a test match you know and james anderson is not going to do that you know he's not england cannot 
even if james anderson bowls like 15 great overs in a day the other 75 overs are still there for india to or to to play against in 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 when when england play in india no that's that's where they lose it's not that james anderson is not good enough it's that he's not able to bowl long enough you know that that is where test matches are won no is the 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 test match is not won by your best player it is won by who your worst player is and how much better he is than the opposition's worst player i have a bit of a problem in defining depth as the fifth bowler i can understand two great bowlers and two not so great bowlers you know you know that can be found out but if you have four really good bowlers the argument that a fifth good bowler is going to make a difference on pitches like this that, that doesn't sound great i mean i'm not i i'm absolutely yeah, okay but, with playing jadeja I mean, because jadeja is not that's true but if you are playing four fast bowlers then you need someone to relieve them and our india's tragedy right now is that none of their batsmen are bowling at all you know i mean if 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 india had sehwag or somebody you know who is bowling i don't think jadeja would play you know if india had sehwag or gangul or sachin or Tendulkar, yeah <laughs> yeah i don't think i don't think our yuvraj singh even i don't think i don't think this guy would play what's his name uh, jadeja okay. Hanuman Hari can but they don't i mean this is the problem you know they they don't have any, none of their fast bowlers can bat at all and, and I, okay mohammad shami is going to score 50 once in a lifetime but he can't bat uh, and none of their batsmen can bowl so and and you know unfortunately outside india it's just not on most of the time to play two spin bowling all rounders so that, that that's what it that's i mean it's not like I mean, the objection I have to all these people, you know, uh, is uh, is that it's it's not like there are obvious options which India are missing. You know, they're not. Which uh, I I have to actually, you know, it all puts me in mind of the early days in which uh, um, another Indian captain genuinely believed that uh, five bowlers are the way to go, and this was the 2006 test in Mumbai when. Dravid dropped Lakshman to play five bowlers. India ended up losing that test, and he got roasted for that decision for playing five bowlers. And the the interesting uh, shift is that back then India had to leave out like a world class batsman to accommodate five bowlers. Now they're leaving out a world class bowler to accommodate five bowlers. I mean, even though that is sort of telling you it's both a good thing and a bad thing, right? It's it's great because. they have so much bowling depth and they can afford to leave out an all time great four five bowlers for the conditions um but it's also <laughs> it's also like sometimes you feel the great bowler must play like ashok yeah, obviously but, yeah but the sixth batsman is never going to help you it's like the if you play four bowlers they're going to concede more than five bowlers no in a series where the the average is less than 30 i mean the average is about 27 28 I don't understand how a fifth bowler is going to add such a substantial level. Okay, he's going to give you some relief and whatever. But even in the the lot stress that you talked about, I think what how many overs India had to bowl? Sixty seven, sixty eight overs, and you had four high quality bowlers. So I mean, I have absolutely no objection to uh, to Kohli playing Jadeja, but I I'm not buying into this premise that somehow a fifth bowler is going to make the attack a lot better than four good bowlers. Especially and also to like this. and also to add to your point, Kartikeya, it's like. when you have four uh, the, when you have uh, number 8 to 11 who can't bat then it makes full me fully makes sense to have a sixth batsman in there i'm not i'm not convinced i mean i don't i don't like look i mean in this test match this headingly 
if you if you play i don't know if you take out jadeja and play vihari or whoever play tendulkar let's let's take a hypothetical you play tendulkar himself in this and and let's say he scores a, a 100 120 runs in the match right it that's still not enough right that's still not enough that's not I mean, still not enough but it's not like it, it is not I mean, enough not, because not, because I mean, of losing out on jadeja's bowling it's not right, but it's that. not a play for competitiveness no it's a play for respectability you know it's a no, play how is playing jadeja a play for competitiveness can you elaborate on that because jadeja gives you control no jadeja in this series in these three test matches jadeja's bowled is overs and considered less than 2 and 1/2 an over he's giving kohli so much control you know when he when kohli has to rest his fast bowlers which inevitably he must you know because they don't all bowl spells of equal length you know then you cannot have like a four or five over spell where you concede 30 runs no that's you, a problem no if you claim you have four great fast bowlers and they all have immense control one of the arguments let's say against rashwin is that these guys can take wickets and these guys are more threatening in these conditions now if you argue that these are four great bowlers four really high quality bowlers you would expect them to go through a 80 90 over day without needing rest and especially in conditions like these where you're going to it's not like you're considering 550 runs no but you're not giving yourself any leeway no then you're, no that's what i'm saying you are adding buffer after having four high quality bowlers yeah. at the same time you have three out of form batsmen or whatever you want to call it uh, batsmen short of runs and uh, and you're not adding buffer there i'm not see, i'm not questioning kohli's choice here i'm just questioning your logic here yeah but it's it's not i mean fine so you play the sixth batsman what what difference will it make all it will do is that it will it will give the bowling absolutely no uh, no breathing room at all you know you, you there will be no jadeja is not there to bowl like those 10 15 overs until the new ball uh, and you know you you'll concede like 25 runs extra because the whoever is going to bowl is going to bowl like long ops every other every other twice of no, but that logic like every every team should be playing a fifth bowler for the sake of rotation right i mean the, the, if you if new zealand has four not all of them i mean england are playing five bowlers australia are playing five bowlers everybody wants five bowlers which what great i mean yeah i mean the only the only great team i can think of which did not want five bowlers was uh, the the steve was australia and uh, Sorry, i don't know current australian like, team who is the fifth bowler Cameron Green. Okay, I mean, that and, and also, I, I think new, the. I mean, everybody in the world wants a bowling all-rounder, man. That's like the whole. No, no, they might want, but they're not going to get it. It's extremely scarce, you know. Like to get a, a, a genuine test bowling all-rounder, fast bowling all-rounder is extremely scarce. It's not. You're not going to turn around. Forget about both them. Even um, someone like Flintoff or or even Chris Wokes is not easy to find. I think Pat Cummins. Pat Cummins is like the. <laughs> I mean, he he. Rem- I mean, apart from Ben Stokes, I think Pat Cummins is. You would say is among the better batsmen among all the fast bowlers in the world today. Yeah, Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins, they're all pretty good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, also you would need a bowler to quickly get the overs in like Jadeja because WTC points are docked if you don't maintain the over rate. And well, you cannot pick in. up. You cannot pick a guy just for that man. Come on. You you are playing. You are playing for WTC points. And if two points get docked and you don't make the final, that'll hurt you. So are you? You kidding? better start playing people for WTC points. 
you might you might as well no, I, think, I think we are grossly we're being grossly unfair about Jadeja here I mean he 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 is going to walk into the team as an all-rounder pretty much in every team around the world there's no question about it I'm, I I was just prodding no the the, the more point I that see... somehow playing a six batsman is not competitive that that yeah, is not the more I, I, I see know, the series I have no series. problem whether the I have no problem whether the fifth bowler is Jadeja or Ashwin because I don't think there's any particular difference between their batting I mean I am in a minority on this but I do think that No, actually, I'm the reverse. The more I see the series, the more I'm agreeing with Ashoka that Jadeja should bat in the top five. <laughs> I see. This is what uh, I say. Opinions which are considered like ridiculous first, and then one year later, people are like, "See, even that is good. Good that you <laughs> caught on very quickly, Siddhi." And and also I, another opinion, which of course has become world famous now, is about uh, uh, the Karuna Nadi of cricket. Who, of course, we should talk about James Anderson, who continues to torment the heck out of us. I refuse. Uh, <laughs> I refuse to talk about this subject, just as I refuse to talk about uh, Rohit Sharma. <laughs> What? Come on, James man. Anderson has been bowling the same spell in England for ten years now. You know, okay, maybe ten years is an exaggeration. For you make that sound like now. a bad thing. You make that sound like a I bad mean, thing. I mean, he's outstanding. Spell after spell after spell, he's outstanding. Sometimes he gets three wickets, and everyone says, "Oh, awesome." and sometimes he doesn't get a wicket and suddenly they say oh well you see losing it or something you know he's not losing it yeah sometimes doesn't get a wicket sometimes he does but he's good i mean his ability to adjust his length is just phenomenal you know and uh, this is the thing also you know every time they every time you see like these uh, commentators uh, like, like twitter is like one enormous window into the soul of the indian cricket fan no? and every time they as a cricket fan will they'll see like this super slow mo of like the batsman defending and the ball taking the edge and all of them think well you know bat is so far away from the pad you know this bat is pushing out and this and that and it's always because he's been beaten in the length no it's never because they've been beaten in the line you know the reason they are pushing out is because they've lost their shape because they've been beaten in the length and they aren't they aren't fully forward or they aren't back so they are slightly off balance you know that's what happened to kohli on the against robinson you know you see his front leg is uh, is 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 his front knee is completely straight when he plays that ball you know that's because you know the length is beaten him and that is a really phenomenal thing that all these english bowlers have you know anderson is a real master of that you know his ability to you know drag his length back by a couple of feet and then push it further a couple of feet and you know there are about four or five different variations of length that he does it's just wonderful and that, so, that so, guy, i mean i know we are talking about uh, anderson but that guy ollie robinson is a fine oh yeah he's he's fantastic and what a i mean he started his career i mean he's we, we some people forget he just started his career last year and yeah, uh, he has a big first record yeah and i mean yeah international career and then he also had like a break uh, you know he had to take that break because the ecb told him to because of the tweets that he had posted uh, long back but the fact is that you know given all that he is yeah he, he looks like <laughs> he looks quite polished at uh, already he's like an english hazelwood man hazelwood yeah but so you're saying on on the first day that you're saying that 78 all out uh yeah few things in that i mean firstly uh, it it seemed to me like the 36 all out where india were basically not playing and missing as much as just nicking the first good ball that 
you know, the batsmen were nicking the first good ball that they get. And which, again, was an outlier like it was with 36. Uh, or can you, is there any bit that attributes it to poor batting? I didn't think I mean, so. They were, what beaten do you guys 77, think? they were beaten 77 times in 40 overs, man. So, Which is a lot, right? Nearly twice an hour, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not, so and I don't know, but, but, but Karthikeya perhaps can throw numbers on this. But, you know, compared to Adelaide, I thought here, like, you know, if you look at KL House dismissal or, or Kohli's dismissal or even Pujara's dismissal, it's like the first mistake that they made. Like the first fault that they have committed while batting, it resulted in a dismissal. Like there was, there were hardly any play and misses, you know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that, I mean, the, they are, it is always, it is, it is all, when, when the ball is seeming, you know, in, in, in England, especially, it is, everything is about the length. You know, I mean, the, if the length makes the batsman drive, then, you know, if the bowler is trying to force the batsman to drive, then, or the bat, bowler is trying to lure the batsman into a drive, then the bowler has succeeded, even if it goes for four. Because, you know, if it's seeming, then there's an even chance that the, it will miss. You know, and that, I don't know, Crickwiz had a stat, you know, that was, this combined seam and seam, seam and swing was over two degrees in that first innings. You know, whereas when India bowled on the second day, it was less than one degree. So that's a big difference, man. And that there's basically nothing, nothing the batsman can do, you know. When the ball is moving like 2.2 2 inches, you know, after pitching, you know, if you if you say that, you know, it's, let's say 15 feet from the point of pitching to the to the back, you know, uh, or from a good length, then you know, if the ball is traveling at let's say 70 miles an hour, then that is what 0.14 seconds or something like that. The human beings cannot adjust that quickly. You know, they they have to play the line, and if they are committed to drive, then so they cannot adjust at all. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there is a method of batting against that, which, you know, all these commentators tell you, you know, you have to hold your line, you have to play late, you have to, you have to, but, you know, even then you have to be lucky. And in the current Indian batsman, like Kohli is very aggressive outside off stump. He, he wants, he doesn't want to concede that fourth and fifth stump line to the bowler for long, you know, so he does for some time, but then he wants to, he thinks he can score runs there. And uh, England are willing to test him on that. England is basically saying that, okay, fine. If you want, if you think you can score, score. You know, we'll leave the cover open and we'll give you balls over there. And so far, he's been nicking off. But I think at the oval and stuff, where the ball doesn't seem as much, he'll be more successful. Uh, you know, so I, I don't really, I mean, it's like, these are good players, but it's not like they're going to become a different player overnight, you know. And it's not clear that any other player, it doesn't happen like that. No, players don't just become a different player overnight. It's really hard to do that. So, I'm not sure what, what they're going to do. I mean, of course, they're going to make small tweaks of, uh, in their in their method and all, you know, like KL Rahul has done. And there was, I think, a video study of that in one of the, one of the breaks or something. But... It's not like suddenly they're going to turn into Tendulkar or suddenly they're going to turn into some tail ender. No, suddenly they're going are. to turn into Tendulkar who shelved the cover drive. And that, <laughs> that is quite funny. In fact, in fact, Katie responded to that quite well on Twitter. I mean, you're talking about a match in which, I don't know, they scored nearly 1,000 runs, you know, like… <laughs> 700 runs, yeah. 
<laughs> Dude, in the entire history of the game, there have been only five test matches where more runs were scored than in that test match. And all those five were like timeless tests in the thousands of overs were bold. <laughs> no, I mean, you can give us such an example, but surely not that test, you know, like even if you wanted to. So, no, I mean, uh, come on, James Anderson has dismissed Tendulkar nine times for 208 runs, man. It's not like, you know, th- these uh, old generation of players were like, you know, m- hammering hundreds against team bowling. And they were not. I mean, uh, Sanjay Bangar and Rahul Dravid at Headingley. Okay, come on, KD. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Now, now you will throw me the bowling lineup that day. Don't do that. Don't start. The history of Indian cricket is basically three matches, two of which were <laughs> under Ganguly's captain. Uh, <laughs> hang on, now that you brought it up, Ganguly's captain, he won the toss, he batted first, he played two spinners, and see what we got. Exactly. That and, is what brave captaincy is about. And spinners won us the match at Headingley. <laughs> Hey, I, I I don't want to comment. I've been quiet all along because I know in the end, you guys will validate my my point of view only. I just want to let you guys go around the park and then come back to the correct point of view. Which is what? Shardul Thakur should play. <laughs> Which is, of course, Shardul should play, Ashwin should play. I think we should drop all the batting order and then replace it with Vihari and uh, Surya Kumar Yadav, the rising star of Mumbai Mayan. Indians. Ah, Mayank, yes, well, of I, course. I really hope they play Vihari soon. Otherwise, he's going to become the next Pujara where they'll say, oh, he doesn't have an IPL contract. Therefore, they don't play him. And, you know, like, I really hope we don't go through another Pujara. It'll be, I mean, the poor guy cannot live through that pain. Uh, sorry, just going back to Kohli. I think one of the things which I found very interesting through the series is that, I mean, like like Katie pointed out, he seems to be quite aggressive outside the off-stamp. And even while defending, you know, it's one thing to play the drive. Even while he's defending... He pushes his bat out so far in front of the pad, which is, you know, like, in fact, none of the current batsmen do. Perhaps uh, Rahani does. Rohit or Rahul or uh, or Pujara, for instance, unless they're playing a drive. Of course, they can play a drive and nick off. But unless they are playing a drive, they don't take the bat, bat so far in front to even defend. Like, that that's, uh, that's one thing about Kohli. The other thing that I've noticed particularly in this series is that, you know, you go for the booming drive only if you're reasonably sure of the length. And... In, in each occasion that Kohli went for the drive, I mean, a couple of occasions he got out, but even when he didn't get out, like the, the review that he had yesterday, in that over, he went for it twice. Once missing by, uh, in fact, on both occasions, he missed by a, quite a big margin. I'm a little surprised that that he seems to be going for these drives con- consistently and seems to be missing them by substantial margins. And even when he's getting caught, he's not getting caught in the gully or point or third, third slip or whatever. He's getting caught by the keeper. Now, I, I'm just surprised. So, you know, is, is he not watching the ball closely enough? As in, it could be anything. I am a little surprised that for someone of his standards, he seems to be missing it by such a big margin and of relatively full-length balls. Like why are, you, why he are had, you surprised? He's keeping his ego in his pocket. Dude. Okay. And he's not attempting those shots. No, sorry, he's attempting the shot every he's time. So he's not the, the dismissal of Robinson, I can understand. You know, he was tentative and whatever. Uh, like the similar example in, in the first test, for instance. But some of these drives and, and, you know, and missing by such a big margin so consistently, even when he was not getting out. Uh, and he's not like, if he's not played. It's not like, you know, he's hit 10 cover drives and missed two. He's not even hit too many cover drives. So it's it seems to be like a question of confidence. You know, it's, it's, it seems to be a question of, him trying to stamp his authority without even, perhaps when he's not batting really well, you know. He did make 55, man. Come on. Man. 
it's not like he made 40 in the last game he made 55 this game okay he has made 100 but that's not that's different from like i mean in the, it's not like he's made 17 runs in three test matches no no which is what surprises me even more i mean you if he made 17 runs in three innings that that's perfect right i can understand he's not batting well probably he's not seeing the ball properly or whatever now th- this like you know when a batsman is in reasonable nick to miss him by such a big margin especially when he's attempting to play a drive a full fledged drive it's uh, i don't know i i do i can't remember too many batsmen going through something like this you know uh perhaps it's just me uh, root root has been phenomenal huh? root is just uh, everything is perfect you know he's playing late he's reading the length brilliantly i mean it's just except for jaspreet bumrah he has the major of every other indian bowler incredible player and even that dismissal right i mean it had it had to be a very very special delivery <laughs> to take that bails off man i mean otherwise root was going to get his to 200 250 this innings he didn't look no, like he was getting out no i mean through the series whenever he has got out i mean it has required something special i mean that lords ball in the second innings to get him the bumra ball uh, and then this one i mean it's it has required that like exceptional yeah, but, i mean we are control. seeing that now but you know coming into this series he averaged what 30 in the last two or three years in england so he's been through his bad run oh yeah 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 i mean uh, of course but but ever since uh, i think they started they went to sri lanka right sri lanka was the start of his uh, even before that yeah that doesn't count that's a, that's like different completely different game you know the against the spinners and all that that in india sri lanka and all is different but even I mean, here, come even on this summer even, he didn't have a great uh, series against usually yeah but even then you know in england uh, in uh, in kohli's case it, he's only played 11 test matches i mean people have had 11 test matches without 100 uh, you know many times you know tendulkar had that has had 11 test matches without 100 okay not really but you know he, he got to play bangladesh a couple of times and got on right? no no but 11 test is <laughs> uh, tendulkar in england the bar is very high no no in england yes but i mean come on alan malali everybody doesn't get to play attack bat against alan malali and <laughs> oh, dominic okay. cork no, i mean there's got to be some... alex tudor no if your whole argument is that sachin didn't face these bowlers or gavaskar didn't face these bowlers no, that can't be the argument right No, it's not. I mean, Tendulkar was a genius. I mean, he was a very, 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 very great player. You know, you're not going to find that. Uh, you know, it comes maybe once in fifty years. You know, you're you're not going to find that. But come on, he's not the standard man. He's not. He's not the bar. But but uh, but Kartikeya, sorry, if you take England, uh, Indian batsman averages in England. Yeah. There is no these guys. I mean. Uh, Dravid, Tendulkar, Gavaskar, Vensarkar—all of them are like way ahead. I mean, you can Hello. say anything you want Hello. about their bowling and all that. Ganguly, uh, you're you're <laughs> missing out Ganguly because Karthikeya is here. Say Ganguly, sixty-five average. Exactly. I mean, what is this? I mean, you cannot uh, suddenly say that uh, you cannot just put everything to the bowling. I mean, Dhoni averages more, man. Come on. I completely accept that we are in the bowler bowling era, bowler friend era. We have we have like all teams have. I mean, England. in england is like a really really potent attack and probably i would even give you the fact that they are probably more potent than what uh, batsmen of the past faced though i'm not sure about gavaskar gavaskar back then i think faced some really good bowlers in english conditions as well but uh, even then there's nobody in this there's nobody in the current indian side who's as good as gavaskar or tendulkar they were great players man 
Yeah, but but you're talking Virat Kohli, who you would agree. Yeah, Dravid Vensarkar as well, right? It's not just Gavaskar. Dravid Vensarkar, Azhar. I mean, I can go through the list if you want. I mean. Once again, just, just once again, again, I will yeah. put. Uh, once again, I will add Ganguly. <laughs> yeah, but you look at you look at you look at their records away from home, and you look at the current players' records away from home. They're not. I mean, Vensarkar like and Pujara have a similar record away from home, man. Rani has a better record than Vensarkar away from home. Kohli has a better record than almost everybody except for Tendulkar away from home. Yeah, yeah, Maybe sure, Rahul sure, sure. Away from home, no doubt. I mean, I mean, I was... not, I mean that, that you cannot like. It's like, come on, you, you this your standard for batting cannot be two of the greatest players in the game. I do have some sympathy for what KD says in this at large. Uh, while I don't completely buy into it, is I was just looking at the averages for the la, you know for the all the series that India has played. Uh, you know, like right now the the current series average is about twenty eight runs per wicket. Uh, the last one that we played in 2018 is about 27.8 but before that even 2014 where kohli struggled was 32.78 2011 was 38 and and 2007 which india won was about 36 almost 2002 which was dravid's best summer for instance had an average of 46 both won and dravid had a phenomenal summer partly because of the conditions and and 96 which was a sort of you know like if you remember the western innings it was a it was a bowler friendly sort of test match but overall it's about 36 So if you have to go back to like in the, the an Indian series with lower average per wicket than now, it's probably 1986. And in that in that series, of course, Pinsaka had a phenomenal series with the bat. Uh, or if you if you have to go back further in time, it's probably 1971 where the average was 27.75. So there's some some uh, merit to arguing that that last two series have been very very hard to bat, and you can't extrapolate. some of the easier scoring series versus this and say those batsmen would have done better and so on okay so i i'm just looking at the records here like when dilip vengsakar averaged 32 in sena which is sena and west indies no i said don't take vengsakar vengsakar is known for in fact vengsakar was the pujara before pujara except for rahane averages 41 outside uh, rahane averages 41 outside asia you know sirender sehwag averages 35 azharuddin averages 35 You know, uh, Pauli Umbrigger thirty-eight, KL Rahul thirty, Farooq Engineer thirty-three, Rishabh Pant thirty-four. What about Jimmy? Uh, Where is Jimmy Amarnath? Jimmy Amarnath averages forty-eight. There are basically there are basically like four players who average. Uh, let's see, one. There are how many? There are Tendulkar, Dravid, Gavaskar, Lakshman, Kohli, Ganguly, Rahane. Ganguly. Uh, Ganguly. Ganguly is the Amanath. king. Ganguly is the king. So that's Amanath. why we draw the line, Kedi. <laughs> these are the these are the there are eight Indian batsmen who average more than forty away from home. And and what is their home average? It's, it's surely not as bad as Rahane's. That I don't know. That I'll. Yeah. So like you have someone who is marginally better away compared to let's say even below Ganguly. Just I mean that's a low bar to start with. And then his home average is not even as good as them. Now and Ganguly's we home can't. Ganguly's home average is worse. Uh, Ganguly's home average is pretty bad. Rahane's is not great. That's true. Rahane, no, my point Rahane. is that this whole you know this is a bowling era of better wickets, better bowlers can't negate the fact that they are still having an extended sort of lean run. You know, when I say extended, you know, Rahane averages little over thirty-five over the last fifty tests. Now, very few Indian batsmen have gotten away with it. When I say gotten away, I mean everybody has been dropped in the past with a record like that. I can't imagine any outrage for any of those people who would have been dropped. Yeah, but the outrage is misplaced. Now they should not have been dropped. 
because they were not responsible for losing i mean you don't get dropped for not scoring runs you get dropped because you lose you know it's the same reason they sack captains in bad bad administrations you know after a series defeat the captain is not responsible for any of that but they still sack them because you know you need a scalp you 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 drop a player because you think he's not good enough you know no and, but again but mahesh uh, suppose for the next suppose hypothetically if they do drop rahane i don't think there will be an outrage will there i mean he, he in fact if anything 2018 he had a greater case to be dropped when they did uh, drop him in in south africa my goodness the level of outrage for that like you know that's also my issue with ashwin right we i mean even if it makes perfect sense to not play ashwin i'm saying show some amount of outrage for this like you guys were arguing as if the the first principles of cricket was denied there well, of course there's outrage have you not been reading i mean mukul kesan and anand vasu everybody is up in arms but about si- you know, but siddharth mongar is not writing but siddharth mongar wrote about it then your friend siddharth mongar outrage yeah. so much about rahane's drop yeah but guys didn't i not say it's a criminal offense not to play ashwin <laughs> it is written in the indian law man what are you guys saying outrage It is, it is plain illegal. illegal. No, no. I'm saying Siddharth Mangal was writing about it for like 18 months. You know, even after the whole away season ended, he said the Indian team could have done better by not dropping Rahane for Rohit. Like that was just outrageous. But but Mahesh, Mahesh, the the part of the reason for the outrage then was also the guy who was picked, right? I mean, if if Rahane is today no, dropped, man, Rohit Sharma was picked, no? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that and was the funny part was Rohit in the last innings that he played scored 48. in the first innings rahane came back he scored 48 and everybody says this is why rahane should never have been dropped I'm like it was uh, a rahane, perfect like for listen rahane. listen to be fair to rahane that wanderers innings was very good okay i mean let's, to be fair to Ra- rohit the previous innings was also good you know <laughs> look here's the thing i i am always going to defend any selection decision they make okay because if they drop rahane is reasonable if they don't drop rahane also reasonable right if they drop ashwin reasonable there's a good reason for it if they play ashwin also reasonable you know i i i cannot i cannot turn a marginal decision into an outrage i'm sorry i'm just not going to do it see this is the guy who said it is reasonable for vijay shankar to go to the world cup in favor of <laughs> yeah, so we should never be talking to this fellow first of all it was a reasonable decision it was a very good idea ready <laughs> Please Ashoka. don't say this aloud in public. <laughs> Ashoka, the thing with KD, the thing with KD is he will stick to his guns, uh, even 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 after the event. So that yeah, that has to be respected. Just because, no, it, it, because something doesn't work doesn't mean it's not a bad idea. That's true. That's that's true. Some, just because something doesn't work doesn't mean there's an obviously better idea which was missed. It's not true. I mean, just like I, you know, I, at, the, at the toss in in the, the beginning of this test match. nobody was complaining and or shocked that kohli had chosen to bat first you know it was only at like 67 for 5 that they started saying oh what a terrible decision <laughs> you know are in hindsight i would never lose a test match man i would play every ball perfectly i would play from both ends i would bowl from both ends i would field every ball everything would be perfect i would never lose and mr kesavan for example uh, he says that uh, the you know the the essay which came out this week Uh, about uh, control and skill you know which was essentially about you know what does the control measure tell you about skill that was what it was about you know and then most people got it and you know mr kesavan published an article saying i just read an essay on a cricketing website that says 
makes the monstrous claim that the miserable recent batting averages of Kohli and Pujara tell us nothing about that form. That apparently must only be measured by a new metric, that control percentage. You know, how wrong, of course. Once you observe but, but, a batsman <coughs> of the responsibility for their failures, you forsake the most refined pleasure that test cricket has to offer, the post-mortem. You know, but I'm also doing post-mortems, no? No, hang on. Or am in I your not? Piece, I mean, in your essay, I... you did make a distinction between Kohli and Pujara. So even, that is not even true that you are making the same case for both of them. No, but why is why is why is it a postmortem only if you abuse somebody? Because uh, the Indian cricket fans are wired that way, KD. Don't you no, get it? English cricket fans are also wired that way. All <laughs> of them are fucking wired that way. Sorry. <laughs> your your outrage against outrageous cricket fans is quite cute. Huh? We have to we have to document this. <laughs> yeah, just like it's you know how you look at these people. Probably that's how they look at Kohli. So it's okay. We just cut some slack for them. <laughs> And also, that Kesavan's uh, uh, line on you might well have been in jest. Huh? I don't think uh, you have to take it so seriously also. No, no, it is funny. I agree. I'm, I, I'm, I think Kesavan is, a, Kesavan is a very stylish writer. I, to, I, I do enjoy reading what he says. Yeah, Kesavan his, also... His, his, his allusions as Anthea Bell and uh, in Gossini and Uderzo and, you know, this Asterix, the, the creator of Asterix would have been proud of his allusions. Yeah, yeah, terrific writer. We all uh, love reading him. Um, but let us move on to. But okay, there's one point though that I, I I was checking. So I was seeing, thinking that, you know, okay, we are living in the bowler friendly era, and it's high time we get used to these sub hundred collapses. First of all, I mean, every time a team collapses for less than hundred, whether it's India uh, thirty six and here, or whether it's England in Ahmedabad, which was the great eighty one all out, or whether it is uh, you know whatever, uh, it it's high time we say okay every fourth match or every fifth match, it will happen. But then, interestingly, I went back and checked. The frequency of sub-100 collapses has not drastically changed or anything. Like, over the last 20-25 years, if you take yeah. like five-year five year periods, a similar number of sub-100 collapses keep happening. So You know what a change? So <laughs> you know what a change? One, you're playing a lot more test matches in the last, let's say, 20 years. Overall. Plus, a lot more of them get televised. In, in an era where test cricket is apparently dying, we are playing more test matches. A lot more of it is which is getting televised, and, and a lot more of it is being talked about. Like even uh, even when Australia is sleeping, and and the the collapse that they had in South Africa, for instance, they, they, I mean they still talked about it. Like it was not forgotten. I'm saying. So in a way, it's a, it's a credit to the fact that that so much so many people care about Test cricket, and, and there's so much of it happening right now. That uh, that this this triggers some really bizarre reaction, and and it's always easier to judge. Like I mean, this is one of KD's repetitive points, right? That that is easier to demonize batsmen. It's the easiest piece of cricket action to judge because you can always separate it. Like like you don't you don't consider what's happened before. You don't consider you don't even have to consider what the bowler has done or what what's happened till the ball is pitched. You only judge the final piece of action where he's poking at it, right? It's the easiest piece of cricketing action to judge. And when you when you get a collapse like this, you're always saying, oh, he need not have played that ball. As if that is a standalone action, independent of everything else that's happening in cricket. I mean, that is the highlights-oriented view of cricket, right? You see highlights and then you say that, okay, because all you see is the batsman nicking. And no, then you say, okay, that's... It's not even a highlights thing. The, the problem is more, you know, it's more acute. It is a highlights only for batsmen. Like, if you see a team conceding 600 runs, you're not going to outrage as much. If you see five consecutive test matches of 600 runs, you're not going to outrage at all. You, you'll complain about pitches or whatever. You're not going to complain about bowlers. 
no but i'm still thinking about asterisks you know and then i'm i'm thinking that you know uh, as time passes no the bad batting collapses are like alicia you know it's like you know the gauls always never never remember the battle of alicia because that's where you know the romans beat them no it's like that you know in 2002 for example you know annus mirabilis of the gangul era you know india were bowled out for uh, less than 125 three times they lost all three test matches off the fake, top of your head news. how many people do you think can list them not many was was one in west indies in of course barbados 100 barbados, all out they won in barbados yeah yes and then yeah. uh, there was the two in new zealand 121 all out 99 all out of course that series is forgotten that, by the way that series that gangli says was played on gardens <laughs> no garbhajan singh said it man that is that that is one humorous comment don't credit it to gangli sorry <laughs> it was harbhajan singh's comment i mean i mean i i have some sympathy for harbhajan singh when encountered right. such pitches they were gardens <laughs> they were gardens correct description even in that series dravid scored a 50 sachin scored a 50 classy batsman always find find a way they don't and sevag sevag scored he scored yeah. one day it's not in tests oh one day i think yeah one with ashish nehra no he wins that he scored no no see there's one thing one thing to have a test where both teams are collapsing and both teams are falling okay that is one thing i think the the ones the star collapses at least in people's minds are the ones like these where a team scores 78 and another team scores 400 i mean the obviously then the mind thinks that something is wrong right one set of batsmen are scoring and one set of batsmen are not but the point is on days like this and on collapses like this when we are saying that you know the batsmen were so unlucky that the very first mistake they made was nicked off the the there is so much to be said about the bowling i mean th- this is purely great very good bowling right i mean bowling no, that adjusted to no but it's not just to... that's true but it's not just that no these collapses are also a function of trying to be more competitive you know that is paradoxical because part of being competitive in test cricket is to sacrifice batting for bowling you know? so there are going to be times when you are going to come up short but to compensate for that there are also going to be test matches you are going to win like lords which you wouldn't otherwise win But that's sorry, that, sorry. See, Kari, are you crediting the Lord's victory for playing five bowlers? I thought yeah. it was about Kohli's intent and captaincy and how mentally strong they became after Anderson said whatever he said to Bumrah. Don't change the script. We just did a one-hour, forty-five minutes podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, KL Rahul said, right? If you come after one of us, you come after all of us. And Bumrah himself said, "You give me one, no, one X, I'll give you ten X back." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when have you ever heard a bat? Uh, when have you heard a cricketer say? Why are you asking me? They said it about my teammate. I'm not involved. When did a cricketer ever say that? Okay. Um. Uh, I think uh, Sachin <laughs> Sachin said that during Monkey Gate. I think he said, "Why are you asking me? I don't know anything." Sachin Tendulkar. No, he didn't say I that. I don't know this for sure. I he, don't know this for sure. He didn't. Yeah. I he have didn't. a suspicion that Sachin Tendulkar actually went before the judge and told a white lie to protect Harbhajan Singh. Yeah, I mean, all the Australian players say so. In fact, uh, Gilchrist writes so also, saying uh, how disappointed all yes, of them were with Tendulkar. Yeah, that's what I'm basing Tendulkar. it on in Gilchrist's book. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they all genuinely believe that uh, Tendulkar uh, stood up for Harbhajan wrongly, uh, even though he heard exactly what was said. So, yeah. So uh, who, when when have you ever seen a cricket team where you know 
they are all like washing their linen in public okay the current australian team is separate because they are fighting with the coach but that's different the, yeah there will be exceptions always i mean the greg chapel now, era is you, a classic uh, case sorry are you trying to undermine the fact that the team were united after that incident like really are you saying that it's just because there were four quality bowlers and not when are they, they not united man you mean no they're not united this is galvanized the yeah. the that is the word to use it's not aluminum man it's cricket team <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's the headline of this podcast this is not aluminum it's a cricket team what the people say random things they say the the 3 4 5 is the backbone of the cricket team kuch bhi bolta hai public so uh, we i have to bring ashoka here now because in the previous pod uh, he had uh, bravely spoken about uh, david malan and see where we are now again we are crediting ashoka for his foresight again and see that is the thing <laughs> <laughs> and ashoka also i think this reinforces the point that 2020 is where true test talent is yeah and not now we have moved past that i think that is old news now 100 is where the liam livingston is going to be a future test superstar and i'm saying this today you'll all laugh but then 5 years later you'll come back and say see you told that day only so anyways let's all fortunate ed smith is not the selector otherwise you, we would have come back to you and told you in 6 months itself david malan was a great addition man and he got very very lucky with i mean superb conditions he got uh, put tent and put 70 runs and that too if he had not touched that ball he would have also scored century i mean down the leg he just nicked one and the last ball before t that was yeah also. yeah so he would have got another century and i would have been further uh, you know validated but anyways i'll take 70 for now and anyway so now also- i think is series is spot is fixed he may score a century in the next match for all you know yeah. are they were saying once he cross 30 they were saying he is a permanent fixture for the ashes and also they have made like one year plan down the line <laughs> he's already scored 100 scored 100 in waka as well so absolute certainty that is the interesting thing in this series huh? it is remarkable how many wickets have fallen at the end of a session yeah rohit uh, uh, rohit rahane bearsto bearsto yeah. malan rahane rohit sharma twice right yeah pujara Actually, beginning of a session but yeah many anyways most yeah. importantly ashoka are we detecting the beginnings of ipl second team in your universe you know i know i mean i know nobody can replace cs what do you mean in my universe you do you mean reality that is what david, you are meaning right david malan ashwin all punjab ipl players you know? yes of course and uh, and you just said pujara got lucky that he got three balls on the leg side but i have a different theory this is like uh, you know a curtain raiser for his csk stint we have still seven more matches to play in september and i am sure he's going to get a game and uh, word must have come from csk management saying boss show us what you got and he delivered see 91 with 15 boundaries so ashoka if you think pujara is going to get a game then you think csk are definitely not going to make the playoffs 100% he will play 100% we will win or at least we will go to the finals i don't know and, about and lose against mr ambar and lose against mumbai obviously <laughs> so <laughs> Mumbai, I mean, it is Rohit's team, boss. Oh, now it has become Rohit's team. Now, 
like modi's india this is now rohit's mumbai yeah yeah one two fifties that guy has made suddenly all the rohit fans have come out of woodwork and now they are uh, i mean now you can't have anything said against them because see this guy has four innings of 100 balls it seems he has uh, withstood now that they are they will not shut up about this for the next 20 years said i think uh, our friend is angling for to start the rohit sharma puran so <laughs> no, no, like no, I said, I'm quite disappointed that he's batting so well. You know, like you know, like my role is is reduced now. Everybody is praising Rohit Sharma. What like, do you mean he's batting, batting so well? What do you mean he's batting so well? What is the use of surviving hundred balls and eighty balls and so many balls and never getting out cheaply and never making hundred? No, see, basically he's been trying out, trying to get out in in conventional ways, right? And he's not able to get out now. He now he doesn't have a choice. You know, he's got to try yeah. something. You know. but you see that's 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 the point you see where you, to see why the whole length is so important you have to just watch rohit sharma bat you know rohit sharma has not been out edging in uh, too often in england right i don't think he's got out he edged maybe once or twice the i think world test championship final i think he edged twice yeah and then in yeah. trenbridge right once i think in the first yeah. innings but mostly he's been out on the hook or some weird way right and that's because he picks the length earlier than most players and it's because that lets him get in position with more time to spare you know that that's what it appears like you know because he's read the length earlier than most other players that's why he has, seems to be so so calm and relaxed and and and, and what not you know he's he's sort of enervating almost to watch i actually i have always thought that you know kohli and ponting are very much more hand players than eye players you know in that they are so aggressive and they want to get forward and commit forward and you know control that that good length on and around off stumps so much that you know they are committed forward and so they have to rely on their hands to you know to to meet the ball well and they still meet the ball well because they have incredible eye and incredible hands you know really fast hands and but that sometimes it's not enough no when the ball seems and stuff you know that's why you see like and and when the eye goes they decline really fast you know that's what happened to ponting you no know? when when his eye sort of slowed down a little bit it made a big difference you know it it, it moved him from like a 60 averaging player to a 45 averaging player and you know maybe that's happening to kohli now i don't know but he, i've always thought that kohli the player he reminded me of was ponting you know that the the see at the other the other thing is that you know rohit sharma you know for, for example he was bowled by anderson for 80 odd was that was i think at lot right you know so that happens very rarely to to rohit sharma whereas Kohli oh. and and even Ponting, I all you always got the impression. At least I always got the impression that they were prepared to allow that because the trade-off for them was that you know most times they would score a lot of runs by committing to the front foot. You know, so so they will play forward and then they will still like play the ball waist high on the front foot or you know even higher on the front foot. and you know because it gives them a lot of runs because it makes it possible for them to play the ball in front of the wicket because that's where there are no fielders usually you know and that's a trade off that's not really necessarily a bad idea you know that's a he's trading off runs for the risk of the occasional dismissal or the risk of occasionally being in a bad position 
you know and and what the all these player people are trying to tell him i think and at least this is what i think about kohli yeah? i might be completely off base here but what all these people are telling him is that don't do that and i don't think kohli is not going to do that ever going to stop doing that because that that's his entire game you know it is it is to be extremely attacking outside off stump it is to be he 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 does not want to concede anything to the ball and all these people are telling him well concede more to the bowler wait for the bowler to give you something to hit where you can score safely and he's not going to do that well that's big that's partly also because he himself uh said that between 2014 and 2018 the difference in the england tour was that no he himself said that uh, part of the reason was for him to curb that initial push and you know trying to so that now it seems like he's gone back to 2014 no i think so that not is what he said but in reality like uh, the other thing that kd you know keeps talking about is the fact that his error rate even in 2018 was not significantly different from 14 so you know he might say that he curbed a lot more but i don't think he curbed as much as the fact that he played those shots better i mean some of that like the, the sort of different you know tentative prod he might have gotten better but in terms of driving he was still driving them even in 2018 I mean, and his eye is phenomenal, and I mean, this is not everybody can't do that. No, Kohli can do that. So it's not. I mean, the 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 point is that there isn't like an obvious way to improve any of these players, you know. And it isn't obvious that any other player is going to be even as good as these players. So bad yeah, I mean, form uh, is that, that is a slippery slope. I mean, then that, then you've got to wait for these players to re- retire. Then you know, like in a in a team like with so much abundant talent, no, in a country, I don't so think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, if there is a player, if there is a Tedrukar sitting in the dressing room, uh, fine, they, they will play him. But how do you know? I mean, how do you know what Vihari will do? How but do you know what Gill no, will no, do? They are looking. They but but they are looking. No, they're seeing them play every week, every day, almost. Are you saying you can't find a replacement for Rahane who's who averages thirty-five over fifty tests, really, in in a country like India? Where is it? Where, where is it? Where, where, unless you play, how will you know? I mean, so Gill the, got off to a good start. Shaw start of. Where's the Ranji player averaging sixty-five right now? Hanuma Vihari. Yeah, he's already in the side. No, why don't you play him in the eleven? They could. I don't know. I don't mind if they play him in the eleven. No, that's what I'm saying. It's See, it's not I, obvious. I, I, no, it is not, not obvious. obvious. But point he's is that twenty-eight. They know what he can do. They have played him, and he scored fewer runs than Rane. That you can't compare the early stages of a career to to someone who's supposed to be at his peak. So if the point is to get a if the point is to make a long term investment, then fine. But if the point is to get 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 more runs in the next two matches, then no, it's not obvious that Rambiari is a better option than Rahane. You know? I mean, nothing is obvious for us anyway. I mean, unless you unless as you said, you have a six a guy. I mean, I uh, was interested that they took Surya Kumar Yadav to England. I think that suggests that they think that. There is there is a test player there. I don't think they would have taken him otherwise. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I yeah, it seems like a, it seems like a judgment call. Yeah, you wouldn't go by his first class record and say. I mean, his first class record is what forty four or something. Yeah, his averages, which is not great class. at all in Ranji Trophy, right? Oh yeah, by Indian by Ranji standards, that's nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he's a very fast scoring Ranji player also. Anyway, so Atherton had written his column about Joe Root about saying how he has this classical method. Staying yeah. beside the ball in defense and and attack, a technique that allows a batsman to cope with the moving ball as well as arrive in positions to attack it. So that yeah. really sort of stood out for me, and I began to think that you know how people with a side on uh, staying beside the line of the ball compared to those who don't 
you know, the optics is slightly different there as well. I mean, Shubman Gill, for instance, the yeah. that innings, the some, some of those innings in Australia, you felt like this guy has like some that extra two seconds of time compared to yeah, say yeah. a batsman at the other end like Pujara. Sehwag also gave that impression, no? Ah, properly side down, no? Side beside the line, yeah. But that's a function of their technique, right? And like, for instance, when Karthikeya said, the only point I, have, I wanted to disagree with him was that, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's not a trade-off. It's not like Ponting and Kohli had another alternative and they chose this. This is their game. Their game involves a certain trade-off. But this is their game. So, you know, we, yeah. you know, this is a bit of an illusion when you say these people have time. I mean, some people genuinely, like, like Sachin, for instance, was always there for every ball. I mean, for most of the balls. Uh, or he was rarely ra- late to a ball, right? But with, with Shuban Gill is a classic example, right? We do not know. Uh, he's at a very early stage in his career. He seems like he has a lot of time, but that's that's really the technique, right? He plays in a particular way, and that technique, everybody who plays in that sort of style creates this illusion of having extra time. So now, I don't know. Like with Rohit, we have enough sample to say that that extra time that we, we seem to perceive has a direct impact on his batting. There, there's something that contributes to his batting. With Gill or with with, uh, with Sevag or with so many other people, we'll only find out when they play enough. So in a way, it is it is really an illusion. Yeah, I I, I just one last thing on this whole who should play, who shouldn't. You know, there are I mean entirely reasonable to play Vihari. It's also reasonable to play Rane. But I will say that I would not put it. I mean, the people talk of this togetherness and united this and united that. You know, it's if you think if if people are going to say that no then they should be prepared to see the arguments that you know the indian team management is going to be pig headed and not drop rahane or pujara uh, just because people want their heads you know that, that, that's also possible no that's absolutely possible i just wish they yeah. did that in 2018 i'm saying that is more likely and that is why the <laughs> outreach why do you think there is an outreach Oh, outrageous because India lost, man. Of course. No, the outrage is because uh, outrage is because the reality didn't confirm to my expectations. That is the primary reason for outrage. No, no, primary reason is the loss. The rest of them are secondary. Primary reason is the loss. When you lose, some there has to be a scalp. Basically, no, as 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 uh, you know, Mukul Kesavan puts it so poetically, there has to be a scalp. It is the the post mortem is fun, you know. So that's what people are doing. Sorry, I, I want to just touch upon this Pujara knock in, and since it's got a lot of mileage since then, like I don't think we have we are at a stage where we know any anything more about where how Pujara is batting right now, after the innings as we we did before the innings, in the sense that. Uh, you know, if you go by data, if you go by history, he doesn't have a great record in England. That includes county as well. And in this innings, in the first innings, he didn't bat well. Outlier, whatever you want to call it. In the second innings, conditions are a little better. And he got so many hit-me balls that, I mean, he's a high-quality test batsman. Naturally, he's going to hit them. And he hit them. And and you got the second new ball the next day. And he got out again, sort of, uh, in a way, making a mistake of not knowing where his off-stump is. So, even after scoring 91, even after like all the talks about the fact that he took initiative and he, he scored runs or whatever, I, I don't think that this innings revealed anything about Pujara uh, new that we didn't know before. And next test is going to be at Oval, where if if, it, if the traditional reputation of Oval uh, stays true in this test, he's likely to score runs. 
So that, it's it's kind of amusing how the whole you know one innings and one innings of such exception where you know like you got bowling like we've not got for many many years in terms of how easy it was uh, seems to hint at a turnaround but I don't I can't think of it as a turnaround at all. No, but how do you? <clears throat> but Mahesh, I mean, even if he scores, even even the fact that he scored that, and if he scores at the oval, I mean, given even if everything is going in his direction, that still is credit to him, right? That he's scoring. No, no, there's no doubt. I mean, even at the, in the last one, I said I'm not going to drop him. I'm not making a case for us to drop him. All I'm saying is, when you're talking about Pujara as a as a batsman, as a Test batsman, you should have some expectation of what he's what he's going to do. You know, let's say okay, let's say over a period of time he's going to average forty-five. That's a fair expectation. Um, he's going to average fifty-five in India. That's a fair expectation. He's not going to average more than thirty-five in England. Now that's a fair expectation. You 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 know you there, you can't argue against it because just because you feel like you have a different opinion of Pujar, unless we have different data to to establish that point. All I'm saying is that Pujar coming into the series, if you told me that England will have a session where they're going to bowl so many loose balls. Will Pujara score? I would have said yes. We're going to play a test in oval where it's expected to behave, uh, you know, true to its reputation. I think Pujara will do well. So there, there's nothing that we have. Like it's not like he's discovered a new uh, facet of his batting or he's changed the way he's batting in in England or nothing. You know, it, it is just what we should have prized in, and that's what we've got. So you're saying every outrage should have a outrage meter. Should you outrage or not is the question. No, no, two things. One is outrage. I mean, I, I, you know, I have a lot more sympathy for outrage. The the symmetry is my problem. Where where you praise? What do you mean? Lot reason. more, lot more than what? Me. <laughs> yeah, so we have to say all that oh. aloud. No, 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 no. Within within me, just uh, within me, I'm <laughs> saying I have a lot more sympathy for people who outrage for no reason than who people who celebrate for no reason. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Got it. So when he scores I the hundred at the oval. You will. It will be weird. It's not like Pujara has proven his critics wrong. He's just uh, you know shown everybody how how to bat in England. He's you know he's you know it's it's not any of that. It is what he was expected to do. This is what he should be like. We should have expected him to do. Got it. Got it. Got it. So yeah, yeah I, I mean, mean it, very... it becomes it becomes a sort of very squalid, no? And like like first you say like uh, you know they're ignoring the critics because you know they're not dropping players who the critics said should be dropped. Then. When the player makes runs, you say, "Well, they have proved the critics wrong." <laughs> you know, well, well, you know, critics seem to be constantly fighting for relevance. You know, this is like. No, my only the, fight is I am the only legit critic here. All you guys are. I know. No, no, no. That's but the a, other fight, the other fight is that we. Uh, what Mahesh Mahesh's point is that what he just said, pricing it in. We do that always for bowlers. Like when Ashwin takes uh, bucket loads of wickets in India. We yeah. price that in fully and say, of course, he is taking wickets in India. Ashwin is a great bowler. He is expected, pitches, no. huh? Doctor pitches. Whatever pitches, doctor pitches. But the fact is, we never do that for batsmen because that pricing in never comes in for at least certain kind of batsmen who are who need it, which needs to be done. So that is fair. Point. I don't know. See, I think Pujara is a very simple situation, right? There are basically he has a limited number of scoring shots. Okay, he's going to he's going to score from half volleys, and he's going to score from long offs. If he doesn't get those, then he's going to defend, right? Now, if you have a bowling attack which can bowl like fifty overs and not give him like more than two or three of those, then he's going to score forty into hundred balls or get out, 
in 100 balls or 80 balls or 20 balls or whatever you know on the on the off chance that he gets like a off spinner or something like that or a left arm spinner who will drop a couple shots somewhere he's going to score score now one of the things is that it used to be that in every test team every team would have one bowler who you know either would be just too attacking or not have like the control of the best, comparable to the best bowler who uh, who would basically you know give you that but now i think one one of one of the things i think now is that you know this video analysis and all it has basically changed the way bowlers are bowling also you know that, that like i think there are consequences now for bowlers who you know don't execute the plan because the coach sitting in the dressing room can tell the bowler that hey you know, you can show the bowler at the end of the day that, hey, you didn't execute the plan. You know, whereas previously, 20 years ago, I don't know if that was the case. So, all that is changing and, I mean, what is, I mean, the, I, what, what, what are the options of Pujara? He has to either invent a new scoring shot, you know, with some... Or, th- or take balls like, on his body. Yeah, I mean, he has. I mean, this, this test match, I think he played a couple of full shots and stuff. Which, you know, he's prepared to do in England, I think, because the wickets are not as quick as the ones in Australia. But what is he supposed to do? You know, and if that's not I mean, accept if, if that see, package is the, not acceptable for India, then what India should look somewhere else. But see, the bottom line is he has to score runs. That is what he's expected to do. I don't I, I don't think there is any argument about that, right? It doesn't matter how long runs. he's batting, as long as he scores runs. He is scoring well, runs. No? Well, he's scoring now, but uh, there was enough. It's not to... like so. Are you so? Is is your premise that all these bowlers, the same sort of bowlers, bowl with greater control, let's say, in their respective countries as compared to India? Why is it that Pujara is able to, uh, you know, score substantial hundreds in India? And I don't think he's so just the... scoring them off the half volleys and the long hops. Yeah, but the, because the visiting attacks are not as good at bowling in India as they are in their home countries, no. No, that's fine. I understand not as good in terms of, let's say, penetration, but in terms of control, basic control, in terms and of... And them... Let's face it, I mean, some of the spinners who visited India have not been great. What about the fast bowlers? I'm saying Rabada at the end of the day is still going to bowl with reasonable amount of control, even if the yeah, wicket is not going to... How long, how long is he going to bowl? You see no, off no, Rabada. You do see Pujara scoring runs of good balls. I wouldn't say... you know, It's not and like Pujara also, at home. The other thing is also that, you know, when the ball doesn't seem, you know, there's a, there's a limited virtue in sort of bowling good length all the time. So, bowlers also have to attack more in India, no? Like, Rabada is firstly express pace. So, he's going to bowl a fuller length from time to time, a driving length. He's going to bang it in short from time to time. That, that is more attacking. That gives you more room to hit. What, what these, on seeming pitches, what James Anderson does is, Basically, what Akshar Patel did in India, you know, it is the same fast bowling equivalent of Akshar Patel. You know, Ashwin is the spin bowling equivalent of a great fast bowler, but you know, James Anderson is the fast bowling equivalent of Akshar Patel. He is he's metronomic. You know, he's he's got incredible control of his length and line, and he waits for the pitch to do his thing because you know he knows he he, he can bowl lengths which are hard to hit. So, 
there's nothing you can do what 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 can you do i mean unless you find a batsman who can hit a good length ball on the fifth stump for four uh consistently and safely i don't know what the solution no, the, the, okay the other problem with pujara in england is not just the fact that he doesn't score enough it's not like he's giving you 50 of 200 balls every match it's just that he doesn't bat enough balls in the first place you know he's he's not only not scoring of good balls he's actually getting out to good balls at a reasonably a frequent tool which is why his record is what it is so i mean but i still don't understand this argument of what can he do i mean he has to i mean ultimately every batsman has to find their way to score runs in different conditions against different bowling and no, i but, think he is but his point is valid if you are pujara if this is your game if this is what your game is built on he, he can't do anything about it it's, it's the team which has to decide what they want to do with it and the team has made a decision there's no right or wrong with it but 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 my my issue is always about how we talk about pujara like it's it's like you know there's this pujara who's a batsman there's this pujara who's a batman right like we discussed last time and and the way we talk about it like cricket infos some of cricket infos writing over the years has been like atrocious on pujara in fact unfair to him but but it's been very very difficult to read so i mean so the issue is about uh, the disproportionate celebration and the disprop- i mean sort of uh, expectation right i mean that is what is pretty much your yeah, point yeah but you know some of that celebration you know why that is no why because test cricket is dying yeah and he's a, he's a he's a representative of a dying breed yeah but he, as yeah. we discussed that is not true <laughs> no first <laughs> of all it's not true but in fact I, i remember there was this discussion once i had on twitter about uh, the whole narrative right pujara is seen as this Um, middle class guy coming through the big bad world of bcci you know he had a private nets for himself growing up his his dad had invested all his savings into his cricket career rohit sharma poor guy had to come from borivali to to vankade or whatever you know to are you seriously bringing rohit sharma no i'm saying you know how narratives are, are formed right i mean like there is nothing it's not like pujara is, is some sort of a slum dog millionaire character rohit fact, sharma he, is summed up in one word Ashoka, you talent. know what it is. Talent, talent. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> that, that's like death, man. That is like. I think once Dilip you Sarkar, say a guy is talented, he's finished. I think Dilip Van Sarkar's uh, did the biggest disservice to him by claiming that he is talented. Ian And, Chappell. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, Ashoka, I think uh, I, you have spoken very little here, so I will leave the final word to you. we have discussed everything but of course what you say will eventually be right so please go ahead about this test about every anything you yeah, can say anything i mean we can said very little <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i just because what is even the point right uh, anyways so <laughs> these guys will come and say some hundred things which is like not even true any so it's pointless to refute these guys but as far as this test goes i mean yeah it's a very disappointing defeat i think uh, my prediction of 3-1 still holds i think india will probably win the next two tests we are making too much out of this i mean okay fine uh, ollie robinson is a very very good find but he's still a young bowler and uh, the backup is overton and sam curran so we are going to eventually find a way to you know make 250 consistently i think if we make 250 four more times we may win both the test matches is what i think the the beauty of this uh, test 
is that previous uh, after the launch test you know there was this we were also discussing on our podcast and talking about how england are desperately seeking for backup and all that in this test only robinson walked in at number 10 which means that batting till number 10 man and in a test after the test at lords where they fell for less, like 50 plus overs so it's like it's amazing like what conditions and match situation can do to perception of depth right like suddenly now england seems like to have all the depth that they need don't don't technically i mean they've got uh, overton and uh, Oh, who bowled for them? Who bowled well for them in the given conditions? But I'm just saying the disparity seems uh, quite amazing, just to see. Are we not going to say anything at all about Rishabh Pant? About his keeping or batting? No, batting. Batting oh. at six. Oh, oh okay, okay. Chances. Whether he should bat at six? Okay. No, oh. he takes a lot of chances. That's his game. I mean, all those. chance taking is going to catch up with him i mean it's not he's not going to survive and make 90 every time so were you were you the one suggesting that he should bat at 7 yeah i mean i think uh, the, I, well i mean i think jadeja might bat above him i mean maybe people are want jadeja to bat up the order no the, the obvious thing is that he should bat before pant no? bro i've been telling you to go even radical drop pujara bring in pant at 3 drop rahane bring in pa, jadeja at 5 then bring in ashwin and vihari you're done you're you're golden ko yeah. don't rejo kohli might take you up man kohli i think is perfectly willing to play five fast four fast bowlers and two spinners yeah you've got But, batting depth you've got bowling depth you've got depth in any direction that you look now even rohit sharma is being consistent so we are there already yeah because you see it's a it's a nice argument no it says well If if six batsmen don't do it for you, what is the seventh going to do? So you can similarly say, if five don't do it for you, what is the sixth going to do? And, and so on. <laughs> no, but but the thing with Pant is, I mean, see, I think uh, he, given his uh, how his Test career has uh, proceeded so far, I think he is also obviously you know in this phase of figuring out batting in different conditions. And England is a place that is hard to bat, man. I mean, it's uh, not. Uh, i mean as we've seen i mean even the top out of the top line batsmen are having their time so i would not uh, i mean i would not be surprised if they continue with him at six for the next two tests and uh, especially because the next two tests will probably be better for batting also and uh, won't be surprised if he comes off and yeah i mean he does take his chances but also it has come off no for him in the past so again it's less like we argued i mean you said about kohli and his method the way he plays or yeah. pujara and his method pant has to i mean they have to i mean his method has been is, quite rewarding so far i don't think there's anything yeah, to question yeah. about it i mean his method is taking chances and yeah his but, method but is not taking, taking chances because his chances i mean his ability to take chances is so good he, he, when he yeah, attacks also he, because his defense is awful but No, no, but also because the chances that he takes are also not like just random. No, he's it's cal- quite a bit is calculated, and uh, just like we said, he reads the length. Uh, there are players who read the length early and all. I mean, he's clearly of the you know he has found a method to play against certain bowling in certain conditions, and he's just probably figuring that out in England at the moment. And yeah, and they should I give him the time to do it. Yeah, but they are going to because his basic job is keeping. No, I mean, he's, so he's he, the expectations from him are not the same as the expectations from Rahane and Pujara. 
Yeah, but what I think is that pushing him down to seven would then leave him with this tail, which is basically a non-existent uh, set of players who, you know, occasionally they come off. And then he will have to change his game quite a bit. I would rather him play at six and have like a bit of more cushion rather than coming down to seven and then being left with only the tail. Nah, they'll probably do that. Though, I I, I have a very strong... I don't know what the Jadeja situation is. Just now, I was reading a news, some headline that Jadeja has gone to hospital or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Some, so, if Jadeja is available, then I, I I think they will play. I don't think Ishan Sharma will play the next test match. Because I think he's... I don't, I don't know that he's all fit anymore. He's, he looked a little shaky. I don't know. In any case, I think Ashwin is going to play at the Oval. And it's not because Kohli and Shastri are listening to critics. It's just because it's Oval. (laughs) Yeah. So, that that is the moment that uh, we can talk about in the next podcast. Then Ashoka can wax eloquent about uh, Ashwin's bowling and finally say, okay, the team team has done the right thing. Yes. But see, then if he does bowl well or not, he's, he's, he's a great bowler. I mean, all this outrage about him being in the test team or not is all secondary. It is just surprising to me that we are in a position where it, that he's not part of three tests in a very important series. So it's just it's just that. I mean, um, sometimes I, I, I have a problem because I think now even Conard is thinking that I hate Rohit Sharma. And I've become this parochial guy who wants Ashwin in every test match. It has no, no, become... First of all, it, it, it makes perfect cricketing sense to play Ashwin in every test. There is no, you don't need to be parochial about it. Two, even if you're parochial about it, come on, why wouldn't you not be? He's our greatest cricketer. You know, the, the, BCCI, <laughs> the, the BCCI has deprived great Tamil Nadu cricketers of their you know rightful place in the 11 for so many years. Finally, we have this absolute all-time uh, great bowler. Why wouldn't Sujit you bat Soma for Sundar should have played 100 tests. <laughs> that I that I agree. That for my parochialism that, agrees with that. Boss, that Karnataka team had fucking eight players out of eleven in the team, and you wanted a nine. Soma Sundar and uh, Sadagopan Ramesh boss, should have been India's boss, opening pair. I'm sorry, you people did not see some of the great cricketers. Okay, J. Arun Kumar never played for India. Yeah. Uh, you you some of the great Sundar cricketers. Sundar. Sorry. Hello, hello, please, please. For the for the sake of uh, uh, listeners here, let me point out that Kartikeya comes from Mumbai and Siddhartha comes from Karnataka. Like and Siddhartha particularly comes from Karnataka of the nineties, which had monopolized the whole Indian team. What are you guys complaining about? We come from Tamil Nadu. Our best cricketer before Vijay was Krishnamacharya Srikant or Venkatraman. You know, like yeah. There was a point when Ashwin had three t- t- test hundreds and he was the uh, Tamil Nadu batsman at the most test hundreds. That is why I have all this wisdom, no? Because I know that, you know, great players did not necessarily get picked and it's a good sign of strength that great players don't get picked. You know, I mean, but, uh, Shivalkar and Amol Muzumdar never played a test match. But that's fine, you know. But Karthikeya, if your, best, if your best batsman is currently sitting in the Sky commentary box, then it's a different issue, okay? Come on. Yeah. Oh, he is like the Giorgio Armani of the commentary box. <laughs> yeah, that is Apparently, a separate podcast we have to do, man. This is an atrocity yeah. we need to control immediately. I didn't I didn't realize that. I learned only from that Kutti story that they now call him Dumble. Apparently, it's Bumble and Dumble. So, uh, Dinesh Karthik is Dumble and uh, David Lloyd is Bumble. So, anyway. So, I think uh, this is the end of this podcast. Thank you Thank so much you. for joining us. Uh, you can uh, contribute 
to the website you can support us you can support the podcast and the website 81allot.com you can do that by going to uh, coffee that is ko-fi.com/81allot there you can set up a recurring monthly payment or you can put in a one time contribution whatever you choose you can also listen to our past podcasts you can review our podcast uh, please leave a rating and a review that will really help us and um, yeah 100 plus podcast i think this is uh, podcast number 106 so there's a lot to listen to if you're new here uh, please go back we have a lot of timeless features we have interviews with uh, several writers cricketers uh, broadcasters etc so um, thanks guys thanks for joining and uh, we will reconvene after the oval test to talk about ashwin and only about ashwin of course yes thanks mahesh thanks kartikeya thank you thank you we'll come back for the second india have won the test match india have won the series they're going to get back for two